Hello everybody and welcome to the esteemed gentlemen podcast for Wednesday, March 17th. I am your host, Scott Labrie. Joined alongside me, as always, we have the big cat, Tyler Sunt. Bonjour. Bonjourno. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. And we have all day Eric the Shade. Hola. Hola. There you go. All day. Hola. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite things in the world. That is documentaries. I love documentaries. Some people do not feel the same, though, <laughs> as you can tell by the deep sigh that's coming. Boring. <laughs> uh, what, okay, maybe we'll get your take first, Tyler. Why do Why do you not like documentaries? Not I don't like them. I don't know. They're just why you watch? Just don't gravitate towards them. No, I don't. I don't gravitate towards them. Like, if you force me to watch one, like mm. it's it's like. Oh, what is it? It's like going to work. You really don't want to, but once you get there, it's like, yeah, you know what? This is the, this is good. You know, I, I, making money is nice, and you know, <laughs> it's something that you feel like you probably should do once in a while, right? I guess, but uh, I don't know. It just doesn't like because oh, you watched you watched the Night Stalker recently, you enjoyed it. I did because multiple people told me how good it was, and I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah it's probably gonna be. And when I watched it, I realized it wasn't. No, let me say this properly without sounding stupid. Um, it was interesting. It was truly interesting. But the way it was filmed, it was incredible. Like the B-roll, mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. whole map animations, the music, the like how they made it so much more dramatic. Like if you watch the kind of documentaries, because probably because I I grew up watching documentaries like World War II documentaries as my grandpa right. and other stuff like that. It was all very straight to the point. Here's some footage. Here's a historian talking about it. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> like it's so boring. Like, I mean, I was still interested. Like, I was very interested in, in World War II stuff and history and whatever. But uh, it's just like, yeah, you know, like I just rather watch, you know, the real deal, like an actual story, more action. I just don't want there to be more action. They're just not mm-hmm. action packed to me, maybe, and right. it's not you know plot driven. It keeps my attention constantly, but Night Stalker was a lot different because it was extremely entertaining. Yeah. It was filmed very well, and I can just imagine like they're they're sitting there with these cops and you know hearing their stories. Like, Kate, we're gonna cut all this stuff. Oh, this is boring. Blah blah blah. We're just gonna add some flair. So whoever like was behind the documentary, the making of that mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. so good because that really grabbed my attention. Like, I guess if it's a really well made documentary, maybe, but I'm not gonna go out of my way and watch that. I'd rather watch something like fictional, like Ozark. Right. Maybe mm. because also when I was watching, when I watch shows like that, it's like knowing that this actually happened. I don't know what it is. I, you know, you know, you call me crazy because I love my horror films. I love the really fucked up movies. I love them, you know, because they're they're fake and it's acting and whatever. It's like, man, these actors must have got paid a lot of money to do this or they didn't get paid enough to do this. But like when you watch something like Night Stalker and it's like, oh, this guy came in and raped and murdered this 54 year old mm. woman grandmother to these kids and you just feel sick to your stomach like this is you know and then the fact that people actually like really enjoy watching that kind of stuff yeah and being like, entertained <laughs> by it really weirds me out like really but then it's like but then i'll go and watch a fictional movie that's like you, you see it happening on the screen because it's fiction right right so it's like i don't know so i can't really say anything but like i know that it's fake though that's the thing like it's not real so uh, i don't know and it depends on it depends on the documentary too i I don't. That's my take on it. I don't gravitate towards them. I see a documentary. Ah, documentary, boring. Moving on. Whatever. 
And they all seem to have the same template. They're like, oh, they're really close about halfway through, and then all of a sudden, oh, they lose the trail of the killer, or this happens, there's a huge twist, or something right. happens. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a template. It's almost like watching a movie. It's like watching a Michael Moore one um, opinionated documentary. It's all in like one direction, you know? I don't know. Uh, that's just me. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like uh, just adding to to the Night Stalker talk there, it is cool because I think that one does something kind of interesting where they keep the mystery of it for so long. Normally, like, Mm. you know, you're watching a crime documentary and it's like, you know, the Night Stalker, the story of Robert Gonzalez or whatever his name was. And you're like, you know, who the killer is at the beginning and they give you the backstory of him almost right away. Yep. That one, it's like you don't know until like the last episode. You're like, oh shit, yeah. this is finally the guy. They know who it is, which is kind of cool here. In right, yeah, yeah. They, it did a great job of, like, of keeping you interested in, in what was happening. Still, that's one thing I yeah, the few words I think of where I'm like, man, like did they actually get this guy? Like, oh my god, like I'm still like paranoid yeah. right now. Is he still around? Did they actually, who is this guy? Did they get him? And yeah, yeah. And everything's in chronological order from start to finish, from when the case started up to whatever, right? And as it was happening, like, and then you all of a sudden it's like it goes to one of the old witnesses, like the girl that was uh, like five years old when she got kidnapped by this guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh man, like, is this all connected? Like, and the way they, they, the way they decided to tell the story and like how they just pieced everything together and put it all together in the editing was mm-hmm. flawless. It was so mm-hmm. good. So that made it worthwhile watching yeah and i think that's kind of the thing with with documentaries now um they are just get like getting a lot better at presenting their material and the editing is getting so much better that it is able to keep your attention longer compared to like the old like history channel (laughs) and stuff right you know right exactly and uh, yeah for me it's um you know i'm not going to be watching any like i like i say i love documentaries but i'm not watching you know whatever any any documentary it's usually stuff that's interesting to me so i like i watch you know some sports documentaries um some crime documentaries but usually it has to have like some sort of like bizarre bizarro kind of <laughs> angle mm-hmm. to them or some sort of fun doc fun documentary something like that um right but like what about you eric are there any like that you kind of gravitate gravitate towards i or? tend to go more towards i really like the the sports documentaries the mm-hmm. the team that those ones i gravitate more towards like uh i don't know how many times i've watched the uh, the last dance yeah um like another one I, I love watching too is icarus yes uh that one to me blew my mind what was expecting to be about doping which turns into this whole how the russians <laughs> scammed the olympics yes. like stuff like that i love like that whole concept there. I'm grabbing more towards that and that and more, more like the, the, the crazy conspiracy ones, I guess, but not like the really hokey ones, like mm-hmm. the ones about the moon landing ones, like about, um, Scientology and like about, uh, cult groups like that. Like it's like how like people fall for that kind of thing. I really get yeah. intrigued by that. Like how like the go, going clear is one of my favorite ones too, where it's, you learn about this whole Scientology religion and how like the, how it is and what it goes for is like, how do people fall for this kind of stuff? And yet there's this whole world set up by the, this whole empire for this, this cult, right? It's really fascinating. I find at times. So mm-hmm. stuff like that, I got right towards March for sure. But yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of the thing here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that I like, I'll watch some crime documentaries, but like, mm-hmm. you know, they have Netflix, they have you know, the, the Ted Bundy, 
Yeah, Dark that's Mary. the one. So the one I admit I don't follow is the serial killer ones and the heavy yeah. like the the murder mystery ones. I don't really do that. I don't like the informative uh, murder murder porn. That's mm-hmm. not my style. So yeah, <laughs> in, I, I prefer more like the the like the dirty money style where they go into like how like one episode was about how BMW uh, fixed their Knox readers for the diesel their diesel engines and, and we got past the bylaws and refined money and stuff like that. Right, so. Yeah, that that's more interesting to me than learning how the serial killer lived and what he did and everything else. I don't, I don't yeah. that's not my style. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, like kind of the same. Like, like I don't, I have no interest in watching like, the, the Ted Bundy documentary. Yeah. But like, you know, there's a there's a doc on Netflix called uh, Evil Genius, which is about. Um, it's like always like these stories. It's like how have I never heard of this before? It seems it's so outrageous. Mm-hmm. Which is like about this pizza delivery guy goes to rob a bank and you know he, he gets pulled over by police and all of a sudden he's like oh he's got like a bomb collared to him and they like have to figure out like who the fuck collared a bomb to this guy and like they gave him a letter that's like okay you have to rob the bank and you have 30 minutes to get to this place and then you got to do this and then you got to go to this place like and then eventually like you would get the thing off of them oh my god it, it, yeah, yeah it's like it's in- insane and then it's like <laughs> And it's like, how have you That's ever a heard? movie. That's a movie with... Um, it is a movie. It's, it, it's based off this real thing. <laughs> really? Yes. That was based off a true story? Yes. It's, oh, it's my God. Fucked up in the, fucked I'm up like, in this the movie's movie. dumb. Like, these guys are idiots. Like, this is, this yeah, is that's, weird. I, like, that's a movie plot. I know. I like, know that, that was a yeah, real uh, thing. What is it? Uh, what's uh, Jesse Eisenberg, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's it's a real thing, and the guy actually got blown up, and and he died. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. Wow. It, <laughs> it, it was pretty brutal, and so they like you know just follows the police putting that together, and it's you know they find this late another lead of this guy's like there's a dead body in my freezer. <laughs> Can the police come get it? And they're like, why is there a dead body in your freezer? Well. This lady killed him, and I just put him in the freezer for her. <laughs> it's like, what the hell's going on? And oh. then, yeah. So that's that's another great one. Like, it ha- always has to have these like weird, bizarro factors for me to where they go. Like, okay, this is crazy. Like, Wild Wild Country is another great one. That's about like this uh, Indian kind of Buddhist monk guy who buys like this big plot of land in Oregon. And he's mm-hmm. gonna build this town for all his followers from the United States. So it's a bunch of hippie people, and they move to this town, and they like essentially like they have all these like crazy orgies and shit happening there, and they're all like peace and love and blah blah blah. But like next door to them is like just like this town full of like old people. It's like a retirement town. It's like working class people who never had enough money. And then eventually when they retired, it's like they can buy like a cheap house in this cheap town, essentially, to retire there. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, we're going to make a town here. But then the people are like, no, you got to get the fuck out. So then the people <laughs> started buying houses inside the town so that they could essentially run the government in the town. And then it escalates from there to where it's like, well, now the gover- the governor of Oregon's getting involved. And there's like, no, 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 you can't do this. And it's like, well, we're going to be running for state government then. <laughs> And so they get, like, start bringing, they need votes. So they start bringing, like, homeless people from across the country, busing them in and, like, signing them up and, like, 
getting him the house there. It's like, there you go. They're a permanent resident of Oregon, and they're going to vote for us and stuff like that. And Oh, my God. Whoa, what the hell? And eventually turns into, like, this, like, murder plot and all this other stuff. It's it's a crazy documentary. And That's, it's like, how have yeah. I never heard of this before? It sounds like the most insane thing that happened in the United <laughs> States. What? Like. <laughs> right. Jeez, I never, yeah, I never heard of that one. Whoa. Yes. Check that one out. I yeah. highly recommend it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's almost like as ridiculous as something like Tiger King almost. That's it is, like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's one that kind of got everyone by the. That was. Everyone by the boys <laughs> last year. Yeah. 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 It came out just at the right time where everybody's yeah. kind of stuck at home and then you have this gay, it's... messed up <laughs> cowboy guy running a zoo <laughs> in, yeah. in Oklahoma. I... I remember watching it because everyone was saying, like, everyone was talking about it. Okay, well, what is it about, really? I'll sit and watch it. And I sat and watched all episodes, like, in one sitting because mm-hmm. I'd finish one. I'd be like, oh, what the hell is going on here? I got to keep watching it. And I just couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. It's so garbage and trash, but I couldn't help mm-hmm. it. It was just, what the hell is going on here? Like, a woman loses her arm at one point. Yes. He runs for president. He's, his boyfriend commits suicide. So like, what the hell is happening oh. here? Uh- and then he's like, wasn't he like giving them all meth too and stuff? Yeah. Like, what? It's, yeah. It's, oh, <laughs> you, giant cats involved and killing animals involved. Like, <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. Weird shit. So crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's kind of the same thing with you, Eric. Like, I watch a lot of sports documentaries, The Last Dance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot tell people enough. It's like, even if you're not a basketball fan, you're not a sports fan. Like, you should really watch it just to, mm-hmm. you know, you get, the, like, an insight into the mentality of somebody who's, like, I want to be the best ever at whatever you want to do. And it's, like, mm-hmm. interesting to hear that. And, like, just the surrounding cast of characters. Like, the Dennis Rodman oh, yeah. episode is so <laughs> crazy. It's, it's a Rodman episode. It's good. Yeah, it's yeah. out there. Yeah. Him like, going- you never watched it, Tyler. Have, have you, Tyler? No, I haven't. No. We, oh man, yeah, so and I would, just, you would enjoy it. I know you would. Yeah, maybe it's like one of those things. It's like if it's forced, put in front of me, I'll watch it. <laughs> oh I'll my god, twist your arm. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather watch Russell Crowe go on a tear, random people. <laughs> yeah, for an hour and a half. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's like See, another, another kind of side of it. Is like there's also the biopics, which is like you know it's it's not mm-hmm. a documentary, but it's you know they're following you know, the real life story almost to a T there might be some mm. sort of stuff that they'll, they'll take some artistic Liberty with, but I suppose those, those are also great too. Like the, the, what is it? The manhunt for the Unabomber or whatever. That one was a great mm. one with, uh, yeah, that. that was good. Yeah. yeah and, with Paul Bettany as the Unabomber. Yeah. Yeah. Vision. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. Living in his little hut in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Another one too for like the biopic was like a Man on the Moon or uh, the Jim and Andy mm-hmm. documentary. Have you seen that one yet, Tyler? Like you're a Jim, you're a bigger Jim Carrey fan, so I don't know if you ever saw that one yet or not. I don't think so. No, yeah, uh, that I've one. Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon. Yeah, like yeah. Watching this documentary, it really understood what happened to Jim Carrey in the '90s, like yeah. how like his career kind of plummeted afterwards and yeah and now i watch after watching that like oh yeah this makes sense this guy went like you're insane crazy he went full on crazy, <laughs> went full on crazy. <laughs> yeah. what the hell like he was at the peak yeah. of at hollywood and then he just went all out on this and it's like oh man like he has and it hasn't recovered since and just how the hell happened and 
You, you got to watch it and watch like his transformation of like going from Jim Carrey to Andy Kaufman and like how it almost like destroys mm-hmm. everything in his life. Like it's insane. Right. How, how, how deep he goes into it and it's insane how far it goes. It's yeah. And it's, re- it's weird too, because you know, part of that whole thing was the, uh, his feud with Jerry, the King Lawler, the wrestler. Mm-hmm. And it was very strange because like, you know, knowing wrestling and like Jerry, the King, he explains it. He's like, like, no, we were friends behind the scenes. It's, it's yeah. a work in front of the camera, but like Jim Carrey's like, like playing it up. Like, no, like actually Andy Kaufman actually like annoyed him and stuff like that. So yeah. it was like, so Jerry Lawler's like, I fucking hate Jim Carrey. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's strange why he did it that way, I guess, but he had, yeah, I mean, like Kaufman or whatever. He yeah. was uh, he was crazy to begin with. Mm, yeah, just had to go just as crazy and like embody the entire role completely. That's mm-hmm. he just deep dived <laughs> too much. Yeah. Probably he fell into it wholeheartedly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking uh, of speaking of wrestling, there's really good wrestling documentaries out there. Beyond <laughs> Beyond the Mat. That's one of my personal favorites. Oh, yeah. I always wanted to watch and I haven't watched yet. It's a, yeah. it's very interesting because it kind of like follows like a per, a person from every stage of wrestling. It starts out mm-hmm. with like these guys who are like just trying to break it like into the WWE. They're like working on the independence or something and they're going for like a dark match at the start of Raw and it's kind of following them. Hopefully they get like a tryout like in like at a starter's con- uh, contract and then it follows Terry Funk, who's like on the opposite end where he's retired like six times at this point or whatever, but he's like, I keep coming back because I keep love love wrestling and stuff. And he's the same to this day. Like he's probably retired like 50 times by now. Um, and then it like also flashes to like the other side of when you're after done wrestling and it goes to Jake Roberts and he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's very much into the drug use and stuff like that. And it's how it's kind of worn on him. And then it also shows Mick Foley, who's at you know, the height of his popularity. He's wrestling with the rock and it shows like the infamous, uh, match where Mick Foley gets handcuffed and the rock hits him over the head with a chair. And originally he was only supposed to hit Mick Foley in the head with once. And he ends up hitting him like, like 15 times and it's like super hard to watch like mm-hmm. and apparently like yeah like in the back rock was just like i don't know what happened to me man like he just like he just kind of like lost it on him for some reason but and like it shows mick <laughs> going to the back he's like, where the fuck is rocky i'm gonna kill him <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind of interesting and uh it's almost like a, a a sequel to that is the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts, which I showed Tyler that. Yeah, watch that one. And that's just him going to Diamond Dallas Page DDP. He's another wrestler, and he mm-hmm. he after he he retired, he started up DDP Yoga, essentially like more to- or targeted towards men, and mm-hmm. he has this house called the accountability house which normally is for you know kind of get takes like some overweight guys who are having trouble or something like that and you know lets them stay with him and he like works with them on their diet and stuff but he he brings jake in there to help him with not only like get in shape because jake is all banged up and crippled essentially but also to help him get off alcohol and make him sober and and stuff like that and it it follows his thing where 
you know, he all throughout the whole movie, you know, uh, Jake has his ups, up, up, ups and downs and he's, he's like, he wants to get sober so he can go back to wrestling. The other thing he loves, he wants to go back into, um, the Royal rumble or, or whatever, be an entrant into the Royal rumble. Right. And then at like one point in the, in the thing, they're like, he gets a call in from triple H and he's like, yeah, I got a call from triple H not going into the rumble. Like, but he did say I'm going into the hall of fame and he's, they hug it with with Diamond Dallas Page and they're all crying yeah. and stuff like that. It's, yeah. like, it's a really feel good like documentary. Oh. It was, yeah. I'll like, give it that. I remember watching him on uh, Joe Rogan and like how like his whole story with that, and that was interesting to see because I I had no idea growing up that it was like that. But with him, it's his whole issues with drug abuse and mm-hmm. alcoholism and everything else. It's like, oh wow, it was actually pretty uh pretty big for him. Shit, yeah, I had no idea. He had like yeah. did like destroy the relationship with his kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And by the end of this, he's you know he's got his relationship back with his kids and everything. Check that out, yeah. It's really good. It was on Netflix. Don't know if it still is now, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, hmm. we're kind of running up towards the end here. I just want to like take your the guys' list on like some of your favorite documentaries, think ones that you would recommend to people out uh, there. Oh. Tyler, do you have a list? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I like Night Stalker. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. The current one right now, yeah, nice darker for sure. I would say, yeah. Um, one I could think of is a great one to watch is uh, Rotten, the Rotten series on Netflix. It's a lot goes more into detail about like the food industry and how like kind of the tricks and trade with that. And like there's there's one like on dairy farming, one on on honey production, like a lot of stuff that's around here that our families are deal with too as well. And just seeing that side and how all that uh, is done and how they like on the big global level of that other food industry with that is really interesting to, interesting to watch so i would recommend yeah. that one for sure so yeah it's like food one. incorporated did you say that sort of like, yeah very much like that yeah i thought that one was pretty interesting mm-hmm. pretty disgusting mm-hmm. yeah that was yeah. tough to watch and then yeah. i think during the filming of that one there was a lady that was uh part of one of the big corporations she had a chicken farm and you look inside mm-hmm. and she actually let the film crews in there because every other farmer would not let them even on their property it's like mm-hmm. no you can't be here filming you can't be doing this because they would have these barns packed full of chickens like they're literally on top of each other their legs are broken because they're so mm-hmm. stuffed with like growth hormones and they're overweight and they're malformed and everything just trying to mass produce meat as quickly as possible and their legs can't support the sudden growth and weight right because they're still like chicks they're but they're growing, they're growing so fast. fast yeah and they keep the lights on constantly so they don't sleep and they just keep growing and growing and they get sick and they're trampled and they're like half dead and they take all the meat anyway and they grind it all up and send it to mcdonald's and all this stuff and it's just like oh so you <laughs> eat mcdonald's like really guiltily after you're done watching it but she's like yeah so then she ends up actually turning a new leaf and like deciding that she's not going to be part of this anymore because she used to be a regular chicken farm like used to take care of her animals and feed them you know the good food and take care of them and whatever and then she ends up getting like sued by the sea like the these corporations and stuff too they go to court like it's crazy yeah. and the, i can't remember how it turned out is is dirty like they it's gross oh, yeah. How bad they abuse yeah. their farmers and everything. It, that would really blow oh, yeah. my mind how much that, how bad that industry is. And as growing up from, from beef farmers and just seeing how that is to going to find out how the chicken industry does their thing is, is very much oh. like, well, different. And this is disgusting. Yeah, it's wild because yeah. the, 
growing up in Malague in St. Lina, like, you know, you, um, you know, Ryan and all of our friends were all yeah. farmers and I go to their farms and then you watch this documentary. It is night and day difference, man. Yeah. Like the animals on the farms around there are taken care of. They're fed, they're nurtured, they're watered, all this stuff. I mean, they still, you know, go to the same place eventually, yeah. but I mean, not the way that the animals are treated in these documentaries. I had no idea like how bad it was. Cause when you see those big food factories, like from, from top, like helicopter view of like this massive, like two or three quarter sections of just, you know, piled cows and corrals, like crowded and like being pushed with forklifts. Like I'm not going to get into too much detail because it's, it, that was tough for me to watch. Mm-hmm. Like really tough for me to watch. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, food, food Inc, uh, rot, dirt, rotten, dirty money. Those kind of shows where they really like go into this, the real secrets of how stuff is getting done right now. It's, those are fun to watch. I rec- I would recommend for sure. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. I have yeah. four recommendations. Sorry. The Last Dance, the greatest sports documentary of all time. 100%. You need to watch that. It's Michael mm-hmm. Jordan. Like, don't you want to see what <laughs> makes Michael Jordan tick? Of course you do. It's fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts slash Beyond the Mat, because those are almost like, uh, like I said, like a, a sequel to each other. But if you're mm-hmm. just going to watch one, watch resurrection of jake the snake roberts because just feel good comeback story um the jinx which is an hbo uh crime doc miniseries and i think like most of these crime doc miniseries owe their popularity to this one because this one came out like almost 10 years ago now i think um Mm -hmm. but it's still probably the best one that's ever been made. And that's just cause you have, um, the Durst family, which is almost like the Trump family. They own like a ton of real estate in New York, rich family. And one of the brothers is convicted of, um, charged with a murder and chopping up a body in Texas. And hmm. it goes into him. And guess what? There's also two, his wife has been missing for all, like his whole life. And, uh, another one of his friends, Got mysteriously murdered, so they kind of, you know, it goes from there. I'll Jesus, it's fucking amazing. I'm sure it's on Crave because it's an HBO thing. It's it's mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Um, and then the fourth one is anything with Anthony Bourdain in it. Uh, no oh, reservations, yeah. the layover, parts unknown. Mm-hmm. Those shows are like evergreen to me. I can just like throw those mm-hmm. on whenever. I'm so <laughs> bummed that he died yeah. and killed himself. Um. Man, like oh. his his just like it, no no reservations. Uh, that's one of the uh, greatest shows, food shows yes. around uh, for sure. Yes, like <laughs> yeah. Because my favorite part is like, you know, he's like while well, he was a world renowned chef, and then before he did this, so he knows like famous chefs all across the world. So he just like goes to the city, meets up with his chef's buddies, and he's like, okay, where does like famous chefs go? to get drunk and like, and I'll go like show the mm. bars. So it's like, well, I want to go there. And it's like, okay, now that you're drunk, where's the best, like, you know, drunk food. Where do you go from there? And, and where do you go? From there? And they'll, yeah, show, yeah. they'll show their spots and stuff like that. And then like the parts of the known stuff, they kind of, it was, since it was a CNN thing, they get more into like, um, like they would go to, uh, Libya or something like that. And it'll, you know, they'll show the culture and the food and stuff, but they'll also like, you know, sh- show about how, you know what happened after Gaddafi and all that other stuff, right? And so they kind of go into it there. Um, but yeah, he was he was amazing, and uh, yeah, I can always watch his stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, now you're talking about that. I, I always consider those like reality shows. 
Yeah, I not mean, documentaries. Yeah, kind of sort of, but like they also it's more like just kind of doing a small kind of highlight, I guess, on 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 an area. And, and that's I suppose you're right. right. Like depends on the city. Like on when you're on the layover, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. in I'm in South Korea and in, in um wherever Seoul or wherever it is mm-hmm. he was, and then and then just the place that he went when he was there, and then when he goes to Africa when he was wherever there and. That was pretty good. I remember watching a few episodes with you. Yeah, those. we were in the basement. That was like torture. We would be like eating like a delicio frozen pizza. And it's like, I'm in Rome. Here's the best like pasta place to eat at Rome. And we're just like eating a shitty frozen pizza. Oh. <laughs> Peasant food. Right? It's like, <laughs> like, here's the best cappuccino. It's like, oh, man, that looks so amazing. Right? Yeah. But, oh, yeah. For sure. And man, he could eat some food. Holy man. Oh, he yeah. wasn't a big guy. He could have like five full meals yeah, in one day. He and he'd talk about how he'd prepare himself for like five meals that day. <laughs> the best, I think the best though, was like whenever he would, he would talk about like being like the existential crises and stuff. Like he'd like kind of get into this dark kind of like talking. And it's like, oh man, you could, you could kind of see maybe that's where he was going in and stuff. But like the Italy episode where he's like you know, diving into the water and they're supposed to be catching squid and other shit. And like all of a sudden, like it's like the producers are throwing (laughs) dead fish into the water. So he's like talking about it (laughs) in the, in narrating. He's like, and I went to the hotel and I got drunk off wine because I got depressed because we couldn't find any fish. Cause, and we just had to get the fucking crew to throw stuff in. It's like, Oh, (laughs) it was funny. Just come here and talk about that. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Um, I do have I do have one favorite documentary. I don't know if it's actually called sure. a documentary, but it was uh, the making of Saving Private Ryan, and it dives into mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg and how he made his first early uh, war films and how he did it, and it showed his old movies and everything. I thought that was the best one. Yeah, I, I could actually, watch more of that stuff. I was gonna say because like you know, you said you're not into documentaries all that much. So I was gonna actually bring up like making ofs on DVDs because those oh. are essentially like small, tiny, bite sized documentaries on like. Yep. How they made the okay. movie, right? If you're talking about that shit, well, now I've got a list for you. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Yes. Three or four. No, wait. I think it was actually six hours total of yes. how they went from mm-hmm. pre-film to post-production to wrap-up to after where they are now. I watched all of it, and I just... Mm-hmm soaked that shit right up and how yeah. they built the cities mixed yeah. the miniatures with cgi and the actors and how freaking uh vigo mortensen broke his foot doing an improv mm-hmm. kicking a helmet oh. he broke like eight, six bones and then when uh um sean astin went out into the river to grab to stop frodo or to push the boat and he stepped on a piece of glass and just about bled to death on the set like it was yeah. crazy man yeah that's that's, uh, that's nerd, nerd stuff right there i'd love that stuff oh that's, see that's okay, okay that i could i could watch and sean bean day. wouldn't get in the helicopter so he had to freaking climb the mountain yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> they had to wait all day for him to get up there because he was terrified of flying in helicopters oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah and then uh how uh vigo mortensen had to stay in like makeup and his costume and stuff too to go get groceries and food and stuff and he couldn't tell anybody like what he was doing there or which character he's playing or where he's from because they couldn't give any spoilers to the locals and stuff <laughs> oh my oh, god it's so good man yeah very good stuff yeah that and saving private ryan lord of the rings and saving private ryan are the two best documentaries making of movies awesome hmm. my absolute favorites yes highly recommend 
There you go. Well, we're at time here. Uh, any other last thoughts, or you guys just want to wrap it up? What's well, that's it for me? That's it. We're that's good. all. That's gonna that's do it. That's all. Well, there you go. Well, thank you so much for listening again. If you like the podcast, like it on YouTube. Subscribe it. Subscribe it. Subscribe, subscribe to our it. channel. <laughs> Scrub side. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like it. Subscribe all on Apple and Google and Spotify, all them other places. And share it with your friend, of course. You know, we could always look to grow this thing more. And uh, yeah, we'll talk with you tomorrow. Goodbye, everyone. See you.